Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Let's start the new year with a fresh look at all the news from across St. Louis in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. This data belongs to the city residents. It belongs to the businesses that are in the city. That data are the crime rates for the city of St. Louis. And while crime overall is down, the public cannot see where the crime dropped because in 2020, St. Louis police stopped making the information public. And St. Louis University Director of the MS Sociology Program at St. Louis University, Ness Sandoval, says that's how you build community relationships with transparency. It's very difficult to try to explain to residents today that this data is not available to them When we look across the United States, cities such as Pittsburgh, Sacramento, Dallas, Los Angeles, Seattle, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, I can name maybe the list won't stop. Cities are making this data available because they believe it's in the common good. Sandoval says those other cities believe the people need to be at the table discussing crime. And St. Louis police saying it's beyond their control is a disappointing statement when other police departments do release the information. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. Gabe Gore says he'll continue doing the work to restore the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office to its critical role in the criminal justice system. It's not a flashy campaign slogan, but... I think people got a glimpse of what it looks like when the Circuit Attorney's Office ceases fulfilling that role, and I don't think anybody wants that. That said, he's not turning his back on criminal justice reform. We're going to show compassion. We're going to have a robust diversion program and provide people second chances where that's appropriate and where we think we have a chance to intervene and redirect someone from a life of being a habitual participant in the criminal justice system. Gore says he knows for a fact the work his office is doing is saving lives. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The nine-acre Calaris, formerly Brown Shoe Company, headquarters site is in the final stages of another deal. The Clayton School District is set to purchase the property to build an empowerment campus. Luke Heidert, communications officer with Clayton, says they don't have many details of the plan ironed out yet. Because we've not closed on the property yet, um, a lot of those details um, aren't really available because what will happen is we will go into a long-range facilities planning process. The site has previously been under contract two separate times with developers who had hoped to turn the site into mixed-use projects. I'm Sean Malone. Clayton Mayor Michelle Harris has mixed feelings about the school district's plans to purchase the Clara site. While she is happy for the students and the district, she knows that there is a lot of potential tax revenue that this site could have generated. I'm sure the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is the loss in property tax revenue, which will be you know, in the millions when you consider over, you know, the lifetime of of any kind of uh, development, say 20 years. Previous plans to redevelop the area into a mixed-use site involved keeping Calaris. Mayor Harris says she's hopeful the company stays in Clayton. Political observers say sports wagering being approved this session of the Missouri legislature is not a sure bet. Steve Rogers, St. Louis University political science professor, tells KMOX the odds could be against sports betting even if the issue ends up going to voters. And it'll be interesting as the Cardinals and the Chiefs and the Blues, for example, put money behind this petition if it hits the ballot, um, whether public opinion will change. But at least right now, polling data indicates that Missourians 
aren't as enthusiastic about sports betting as maybe many in St. Louis may believe. Rogers cites a recent SLU YouGov poll that found only 35% of likely voters are in favor of betting on professional and collegiate sports in Missouri. Last year, a sports betting bill stalled due to a push to include video slot machines. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. And the state legislative session begins tomorrow at noon. We'll go in-depth on this coming up. Governor Mike Parson signed an executive order banning those connected to America's foreign adversaries from purchasing farmland with within 10 miles of Missouri military facilities. While Governor Parson said he wished he had the power to expand the ban further, he warned against going too far in banning foreign ownership. I want to remind Missourians, and especially legislators, that foreign investments by friendly nations brings billions of dollars and thousands of jobs to our state. Parsons executive order bans those labeled as foreign adversaries by the U.S. State Department. That currently includes Russia, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, and China. as we continue on KMOX, the Missouri legislature gets back at it tomorrow. At noon, they'll gavel in for the 2024 session. So let's take you to Jefferson City right now, get a preview on what's going to be on their dockets. We've got Fox 2 Capital Correspondent Emily Manley with us. Thanks as always, Emily. Of course. We're getting ready to start the new year, which means another annual session is here. (laughs) Yeah, and we've already had some news from the governor. He signed an executive order uh, directing state agencies uh, to to make some moves when it comes to uh, who can buy farmland near military facilities. Uh, We had this at the top of the hour news, but what's been the reaction to this in, in Jefferson City? This is not the first time that this has come up. No, it's not. And I think it's far from being, ever being the last time it comes up because it's something that Republicans and Democrats have talked about. It was a pretty um, interested subject last year in the Missouri legislature. And now we have an election year on top of it. Governor Mike Parson saying today that it's a placeholder. He did this because he hasn't seen the General Assembly be able to do anything in the past. So he wants to make sure something is done here in the state of Missouri. I did ask him, I said, so what would you like him, what would you like the General Assembly to do now that you've done this? And he says, all he wants is people to sit down and have common sense at the table and come up with good policy, meaning that he doesn't want to take away all foreign ownership of land because there are many, many businesses in Missouri that bring in billions of dollars and also bring good jobs to Missourians. So I think it's going to be an interesting session now that he did this. We're also seeing some people who are running to be the next governor of the state of Missouri, Senator Bill Igel being one of them, um, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, both of them speaking out saying, you know what, you should have done this years ago. And what are you doing this now at the last minute? So there are some people that are upset about it. And uh, just one more note on that. Uh, I can recall from 2013 when the General Assembly uh, passed a bill to allow foreign ownership uh, of agricultural lands in Missouri. I think there was a cap of about 1%, but um, this was 10 years ago, voted uh, to be allowed in Missouri. Now they're voting uh, or they're moving uh, in the opposite direction. There was an override of Governor Jay Nixon that year by Republicans saying that they should allow for farmland up to 1%. So something interesting to note that it was Republicans that overrode the governor back in 2013. What do you think are going to be the other priorities uh, as legislators get back in there at noon? Oh, goodness. First off, I think we should start off with just the blanket here of it's an election year. So anything is up in the air and anything's on the table. And what I mean by that is we have many, many Republicans running against each other, some for reelection, some for higher office. 
You also have Democrats in there as well. So this is the year where they're going to stand up on the floor. They're going to make their voices heard. They want Missourians to know how they feel, how they vote, which means I expect very long days and nights here in the Capitol building. But I would say some priorities that are on the list of many members that I spoke with is, number one, child care. This is something that the state needs to focus on because the state is losing out on roughly about $1.3 billion a year. That's according to the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, because there's just a lack of providers. Or there's some parents that say, it's way too much money to send my, my daughter or son to a daycare. I need to stay home and save that money instead. So that's something that's really big. I also want to talk about initiative petition reform. We've talked about this for the past year. This is making changes to the the Constitution, making it tougher to amend the Constitution. That's how Medicaid expansion was passed. It's how recreational and medical marijuana uh, were passed. And so I just think that that's something where Republicans are really pushing for. And they want to make sure that, you know, abortion, if it is on the ballot next year, it's not going to pass with just a simple majority, which is how all these other things have passed. So I want to say that finally, education. We have not seen a big education bill passed anytime lately. So I think that's going to be a big education reform, what it looks like. Maybe it's open enrollment. Maybe it's expanding charter schools. But I expect that to be up on the docket to be debated this session. You know, last year we heard a whole bunch about crime in St. Louis and uh, potential avenues to dealing with that. Now, we've just gotten word uh, on the 2023 figures that St. Louis saw 42 fewer killings uh, last year than in 2022. Shootings down 24 percent. Number of juvenile victims down 50 percent from the previous year. Uh, Is uh, a state takeover of the St. Louis Police Department, given that, still uh, on people's minds? It is, and it especially is in the House. House Speaker Dean Plocker, who is from De Pair, has said that that is on his mind this upcoming session. He's expecting it to be a conversation, whether it be in the House or the Senate, but he's concerned about crime. He says that he doesn't want people to be going to downtown St. Louis for a Cardinal game and be worried about either being shot, having carjackings, whatever it may be. So I think that that is a chance, the, the, the odds of it coming up, for debate, for discussion, are very highly likely. And even though that they, last year, the reason why I think it got pushed to the side, number one, we had Kim Gardner, but number two, they also wanted to give the chief a chance. If you remember, he was new at the time, and Dean Plocker told me that even though he's had a year now, he's still not happy with how things look in the city of St. Louis, and I know many other Republicans are feeling that same way, maybe even some Democrats, so expect that to come up in the next five months. I wonder what they'll take a look at uh, as a way to measure progress. Uh, again, we've got 42 fewer homicides in St. Louis in 23 than in 22. Exactly. And I think that that's going to be part of the debate now that those numbers have come out. And especially now, since Kansas City has even more homicides than St. Louis, what are they going to do about the other side of the state? I think that that's something for us to all watch and to see what happens even among party lines. Yeah, that is interesting that St. Louis had a substantial drop, but Kansas City rose to a record level when it comes to, to crime. So we'll definitely be watching that over the next several months. Fox 2 Capital correspondent Emily Manley will be hearing from you as well. Thank you, as always, for your time and your insight. We appreciate it. As the news continues on KMOX. This just in. BJC in St. Louis and St. Luke's in Kansas City have now officially completed their transaction to combine as a single integrated health system. KMOX health editor Fred Bottomer has more. The move will create a mammoth cross-state health care system. 
with 28 hospitals and hundreds of clinics. Under the deal, St. Luke's will fold into BJC, but each health system will keep its branding in their half of the state. BJC President and CEO Richard Likweg will serve as CEO of the Integrated Health System. According to Likweg, the move will extend the two health systems' shared commitment to deliver high-quality, affordable patient care to the communities they serve across Missouri, southern Illinois, and eastern Kansas. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. KMOX goes in-depth. The nine-acre Calaris, formerly Brown Shoe Company, headquarters site is in the final stages of being sold. It's being sold to the Clayton School District. The district announced their plans to parents of Clayton students in a letter sent home. Clayton Communications Officer Luke Hightert says they're excited for the opportunity it presents to students. We're super excited. I think, you know, this is a great, uh, this is a great opportunity and and uh, we're looking forward to being able to provide even a better experience for our students. The deal will be financed by a 20-year financing plan, Hytert explains. The acquisition of the Claire site is, is, is being facilitated in a manner uh, designed to like avoid um, increasing taxes. The, next, the initial acquisition funding is a borrowing structured like a bond issue. The building was first put on sale in 2021 and has been under contract with developers two separate times. Heitert said it became available at the right time. We're always looking for opportunities um, to grow, and uh, this was this was one that, you know, when it did fall through at that point in time, uh, we just really saw it as an opportunity uh, to, to really do some great things, both here for the community and our students. Those previous deals would have redeveloped the area into a mixed-use site. Clayton Mayor Michelle Harris knows that a site such as that would have generated a lot of revenue for the city. However, beyond tax revenue, Harris believes this site could have been a hub of vitality. Advantageous and wonderful amenities for the all the residents of Clayton, not just of the school district. I think um, that that is, uh, to me, as big a loss as the revenue stream that would have been generated. Still, Mayor Harris is happy for the district, citing her personal ties to Clayton. Believe me, I am a huge fan of our school district. Our kids graduated from Clayton School District, and they've done well. Um, I've been very involved in when they were there in the district and supporting it. Harris adds that she has always stood against cutting revenue for the school. Every decision that I've come up against, either as an alderman or as mayor, I have always considered, you know, what's the impact on the school district? You know, this is the reason we don't really, well, we don't really, we aren't doing uh uh, property tax abatements. And will Calaris remain in Clayton? Harris isn't sure what the future holds. She says she believes they want to stay and hopes they do, but if they do move, it wouldn't hurt the city. I don't think it would be terrible. I mean, we, we, we would hate to lose them because, again, we've had this long-time history. While the school district in their letter to parents say they plan to work in coordination with the city of Clayton on aligning their plans, while the school district in their letter to parents says that they plan to work in coordination with the city of Clayton on aligning their plans with the site with the city's comprehensive Clayton Tomorrow 2040 plan, Mayor Harris says they haven't discussed that aspect of this potential deal yet. A dollar amount has not been announced on the deal between Calaris and the Clayton School District because they are still going through due diligence before closing. Sean Malone KMOX News. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe, stay up to date. Just search for St. Louis All Local from KMOX in your favorite app.